I don't know. For my for our relationship? Yeah, I don't know what our relationship is. Yeah, I all I can think of is like cat buddies. It's it's so hard. It's a lot. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna say my relationship to you is complex. Okay. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Welcome to the IA Story Share podcast, a project of Imagining America. At its 2017 national conference, Imagining America launched the IA Story Share project as a way for the artists, scholars, students, and other community members attending the conference to share stories about their lives, what they care about, why they do what they do, and even some of the challenges they've faced. I remember once, even when I was considering going to graduate school, meeting with a counselor who happened to be a white male, and he Mm -hmm. said, and his degree was on the wall, and he had a woman secretary outside. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't think you're graduate school material. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I literally was just, did something I don't usually do. I said, well, I don't think you know. Right. You with your degree on the wall and your woman secretary outside, <laughs> and you're not in charge of me. And then I went home and cowered, of course. Yeah. But then it took, <laughs> but you're, right. I, well, it took me sitting with Amain mm-hmm. and saying, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, if I had enough courage, I would go back to graduate school. Mm-hmm. And I applied and I got in and I never thought I would. Right. And here I am again, like too many degrees, PhD, running apartment, and still wondering, can I do what I want to do? Can I do something different? Mm-hmm. Will they stop me? Will they, will they tell me you can't do this right? So it's interesting because as we move forward, it's like we don't just need to change to be a part of something. We actually need to transform it. We need to change it. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to change it alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm up against that all the time. And I finally, in my, in midlife, have just said, you know, there's really no time to waste. So just, just do what you do want. Do what you want to do. And, and I've always tried it, but I think I've done it a bit confrontationally. Like I've thought, I'm going to do this until they fire me. <laughs> and I, and I realized that's not a good modus operandi. So I'm kind of just, so committed to this now that I feel like I'll do myself wherever I go. And and I hope you do that in your own way. In upcoming episodes, you'll hear one-on-one conversations, some between friends who have known each other for years, others between people who just met each other. And you'll hear about personal experiences that have shaped their life and work. I've been thinking a lot lately about um, my own personal history. My grandmother just passed away Mm -hmm. and she was uh, one of the strongest women I've ever met in my entire life. She was a refugee two times. Um, she was also a Nazi sympathizer. And Ooh. so I have this history of both being the oppressor and the oppressed in my family. Wow. And to me, I've been thinking a lot about what that heritage is. And part of the reason why I'm interested in social justice work is because uh, I don't have a heritage of it. Hmm. Uh, and, um, and I'm very aware that my family has sometimes been on the wrong side of things. Uh, and so like, how can we embrace our difficult histories and talk about mm-hmm. them? Uh, and how the imagine America I want to imagine is where we talk about our histories and we talk about our dreams mm-hmm. and we talk about those things across our cultural differences. Mm-hmm. I, I, yes. You, I, it's so amazing that you can, you can say that and it's okay for you to be vulnerable and say that I, that's, I want my students to reach that. I mean, we're talking about these Confederate statues, Confederate naming of things. And these students sometimes are just so closed off about like, they don't want to even know the story of why these pieces of art were put there. So, but you, you've gotten there. You can acknowledge that you have a past that isn't pretty, but that's okay. You know, how do we help others understand that that's okay? Yeah. 
IA is a national consortium of university and cultural institutions that works at the intersection of public scholarship, cultural organizing, and social change. IA strives to change unequal societal structures by creating the conditions to collaboratively study, imagine, and enact a better America. And with the belief that dialogue can lead to understanding and community, IA StoryShare is part oral history project, part snapshot of the current zeitgeist. I heard um, the Supreme Court Justice of, um, of California say that in her field, in the job of being a judge, she deals with conflict every day. But what she has found is when people disagree and, and leave the other person with their humanity, then they have space to reconsider their position. They have space to reconsider their ideas when they're not defending an attack on their person or their identity. That really stuck with me. And it's one of those things that I keep trying to live out that in my teaching and other areas of my work is to say, yeah, I disagree with those ideas, but this is still a person. I'm not going to sink to calling them names or dehumanizing them or just putting them into a stereotypical category. Right. So. I think it's difficult because the culture we're in right now or the way our culture has been going and the political climate. But if we could take our power as human beings, as people to say, no, I, I reject that impulse to dehumanize someone. No, you are not my enemy. No matter where you came from, no matter what your people did, no matter what my people did, we are not enemies. We may agree on issues. We may disagree, but we are not enemies. You are a human. I'm a human. And just on the basis of that alone, we are all worthy of of, of respect and love. I, I think that's what's missing in, in the discourse of, or in public life today. Being from um, a coal mining community, being a coal miner's daughter and a coal miner's granddaughter, um, and having been married to a coal miner, there's something that happens in those deep, dark reaches in that job where um, men become brothers, no matter what their religion is, mm -hmm. no matter what their view, worldview is, no matter what the color of their skin they become brothers mm -hmm. and because they have to have each other's backs or they might not survive. Mm -hmm. And they might not survive even if they have each other's backs. Mm -hmm. But in the present political climate, it seems to me that the dangers of being separate are much more than the dangers of being together. And I believe that there are some forces in play that want to keep us separate, who who want us segregated into groups and against each other um, and at odds with each other because of differences of opinion, differences of color. This is this is kind of how I frame it in my mind, being from where I'm from. If there's that camaraderie and that love and that brotherhood 
and sisterhood because there are ladies who are coal miners as well. Mm -hmm. But if those relationships can be forged in those deep, dark, dangerous reaches, are these reaches out here any more deep and dark and dangerous in the present political climate? I think not. You can hear more from these conversations and others on the IA Story Share podcast. Listen or subscribe to it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music Play. To find a link to the podcast, go to imaginingamerica.org. That's where you can also learn more about Imagining America and its annual gatherings, where IA Story Share sessions are recorded. Our theme music is by Joe Kai. The IA Story Share podcast is a project of Imagining America, Artists and Scholars in Public Life, which is based at the University of California, Davis.